we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. <laughs> me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Hello, and welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. I'm Scott Westby. And I am Matt Waterworth. We are uh, Full Swing Productions, and every episode we bring you news, tips, and interviews in the film, video, and digital media landscape of Alberta. Uh, and by every episode, I mean every episode except for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the holiday week between Christmas and New Year's, so everyone is shutting down, including ourselves. Um, so there won't be any news um, or, inter- or or tips, but there will be interviews this week. Mm-hmm. So who's on this week, Matt? Well, it's, uh, it's Lindsay McNeil, who is... Um just such a gem of our industry, such a great promoter of of everyone in in this uh, whole province. She's she's a filmmaker and actress and writer herself. She's she's brilliantly talented and actually has is a produced screenwriter for um, Truck Stop Bloodsuckers, which is really impressive for her age and for how kind of new she is to the industry. She's not that new, but um, some people take a long time to get a, a produced screenplay um so she's she's a fantastic uh, person a fantastic chat and has so many accomplishments that we're going to get into in in this conversation um again using that space uh at studio post uh so thank you to studio post and ampia for providing that quiet little room where we recorded this uh podcast and um yeah let's just jump right into it with Lindsay McNeil. I, I, I don't know if this is used very often, hmm. but it's a great space. It's perfect for podcasting. It is, yeah. There's literally like foam on the walls. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's a place to start is is because I'm going to talk to Bill and maybe we can go deeper mm-hmm. to Ampia with him. But but what's, what's your relationship with Ampia like? I am the communications coordinator. So I uh, talk directly to the membership through Twitter and Facebook and newsletters and I help develop our programming. So any professional development, I basically kind of put myself in the member's chair and be like, what would I want mm. to learn? And I relay that and yeah, and it's just trying to get more and more um, kind of social content produced about our membership mm, and mm-hmm. letting the public know what's happening in their own backyard right. because people don't know how awesome Alberta is this for is film true. and television. And this is exactly what I, I just, I was just chatting with. Let's not, you know, uh, explain how everything's done, but I was just chatting with Adam Scorgi. That's going to be, who knows when that's going to going to yeah. air, but I'm in Edmonton banking a bunch of Edmonton filmmakers. Uh, but I guess uh, what, what we were talking about is, is like, he's raised $240,000 on Kickstarter. He's world records. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like there, we have filmmakers in this province who are doing, absolutely incredible things and I, I i didn't know about adam yeah. until banff like i so it was it was I, so yeah i mean that's that's this, this kind of the same idea with the podcast is yeah let's let's kind of promote the industry a little bit and uh that's something that yeah i think we can all do a little bit better and absolutely um, we need to toot our own horns absolutely absolutely toot toot <laughs> <laughs> so uh so not only that though of course you mm-hmm. you have a very exciting resume in film with with some highlights that it's not bad <laughs> that I want to go into. But can we start with uh, like, were you born here? Are you? I was actually born in New Brunswick. Oh, really? And dragged over here by the age of two. So I'm pretty much uh, Albertan for Fair life. Enough. Fair I'm enough. I'm a prairie girl. I You're feel welcome. It. You're welcome here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was born in the Grey Nuns, so whatever. Um, oh, original, <laughs> the OG. <laughs> but. Uh, 
so so when did your first kind of foray into into film happen and when did you know that's what you kind of wanted to get involved in um i've heard people say whatever you're doing at 10 is your passion Mm. and i was literally directing film at 10. Um, so my grandmother had uh, a vhs recorder and i'm the eldest of my you know siblings and cousins and i would essentially boss them around <laughs> and we would film these little vignettes scene by scene and i would just say okay in this scene you're going to be this guy and you're going to shoot him and you need to die and really like play it up right wow yeah so we actually did spoofs on the x-files so you're oh. wearing an x-files t-shirt so <laughs> right, it's right. very relevant um where i played uh, scully my cousin travis was Mulder, nice. and we uh, taped my cousin's nose up to her forehead, like with the scotch tape, yeah, yeah. and then put Classic. these like um, like uh, pig ears, right. like that dogs chew on, like on <laughs> oh, her. Oh, like real pig ears. Yeah, okay. like real dehydrated <laughs> pig ears, and um, that was our special effects when I was like not bad twelve. Not bad. Um, yeah, we were really so, into that. So you have this uh, this kind of horror interest from an early age, right? Well, yeah, I was traumatized by Freddy Krueger at a very uh, young age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, I I like being the girl next door that, you know, secretly murdered your parents. Right, was, right. <laughs> you know, that's that's my shtick. So, so I mean, I this I don't know, maybe this is relevant timing-wise because yeah, in January, the front, let's talk about the from our dark side yes. thing because that's like I was all, very all Lindsay. That's like that, that no wonder you got it because yeah tell me about that. it was definitely right up my alley but um i was not in a place where i was really feeling confident about my writing at the time okay um this project uh jillian's just right it was in the cineku top 15 mm-hmm. in the first uh stream in 2013 amazing uh which was really great um but i there the project just wasn't happening and i applied for a bunch of grants wouldn't get them Um, So this uh, From Our Dark Side contest, which is a a call for women who write genre, sci-fi and horror, um, from the Women in Film and Television Vancouver, uh, national call for, you know, new voices, new writing, new talent. So I thought, what the hell, Um, I'm going to try this one last thing, and then I'm going to, you know, throw this piece of shit in the garbage. Oh, really? Whoa, you were yeah. thinking about giving up on absolutely. it? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. It was a struggle. Huh. The struggle was real. <laughs> okay, so, so all right, let's 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 go into Jillian's Just Right then, because then yeah. we can kind of follow that thread. Yeah. Uh, so, when, was this an idea you had before Sinaku came up, or was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was actually, um, I was working at a as a bartender at the Next Act Pub, Mm-hmm. And um, I was living with a guy at the time uh, that I knew from high school, and he was uh, working as a videographer with Mosaic Entertainment. Oh, nice. And so he essentially introduced me to them, and um, I pitched them four projects. Wow. Two they optioned, and uh, Truck Stop Bloodsuckers was produced within a is, year and a half after which that. Which is another one, when, when we talk about crazy success stories that Albertan filmmakers have, that's that's insane. Yeah, like I went from <laughs> like, that's waitress to screenwriter yeah. really right. fast. <laughs> a produced screenwriter, like there are plenty of screenwriters who are fantastic yeah. in Alberta who have 10 scripts and they are not produced. Yeah. So that's incredible. Right place, right time. It's definitely well, been the story talent, of my I life. Think. Well, a little bit, but... <laughs> Uh, it really is timing, um, a huge part of it. Um, so Jillian's Just Right was like just a treatment, just a concept okay. then. 
Um, so that would have so been. So it was I one guess, of the four that you pitched. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. And they passed on it. Right. You know, and fair sure. enough. It wasn't really that developed. I wasn't sure what the story was about. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I wanted to really uh, get into the Cineku stream, I thought, you know. I love this project and I love it so much. I still don't know what the hell it's about, right. but I'm going to develop it There's something with here Canada. That you, right, right. <laughs> I'm going to make sure all of these people vote on it right. and get that feedback. And sure. what an and interesting kind of find out what process. what it is through that process. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it really did. And I'm, you know, there was a lot of stress involved because we kept getting voted in. And, you know, at one yeah. point I was like, why are we still here? Mm-hmm. I still don't know what my film's about. For, for, pod, <laughs> for podcast listeners who, who are kind of listening every episode, we did have um, uh, Nick Haywood and Braden Breckner on who were in this most recent yeah. Cineku run. And as of this recording, there's been two uh, for feature films and one for the comedy coup. Um, yeah. But they, I think, I, I don't know how far they got. They had a, a horror project called Babyface and they were the only Calgary project. Yes, I threw votes their way. Yeah, actually. yeah, right on. So, uh, so if you're if you're a podcast listener, maybe we're, we're not going to go too far into what Cineku is, but needless to say, mm-hmm. it requires a massive amount of your time. It was, yeah, insane. Absolutely insane. I'm so glad I went through it. Um, but, you know, when when you're a Cineku alumni, it really is like you were in the war, right? You know, and <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. anybody else together, was in yeah. Cineku, it's like we are brothers for life, <laughs> right, man. Like, right. fuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it was. So that's interesting, though. That those th- did those challenges help you kind of define what the movie was? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. It really did, and then it, it was also an affirmation that I I always believed in the project. Um, and even though other people didn't really get what it was about, um, our marketing campaign, like everybody was just so wanting to get behind the project. Um, and I think it's a huge testament, um, you know, if you're really enthusiastic about an idea, even if you're not sure what it is, right. um, there is a creative process that unfolds. And if mm. you attract the right people to you, they kind of help you figure that out. Right. But after Cineku, I spent, uh, you know, another year and a half really soul searching and the entire screenplay like was turned on its head. It became right. very different. Cool. Went from like kind of a where bears gore fest to a very dark personal oh. psychological thriller. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So, um, even like I'm all over the map here. I'm sorry, but like, that's okay. <laughs> how did you have four ideas ready to pitch to Mosaic at that time? You were already screenwriting. This Where oh did that yeah, come from? I wrote my first screenplay when I was 16. Oh wow! Um, and actually, uh, like I sp- a feature. Yeah, oh, wow. um, it's actually uh, my old cinematographer Lucas Petillier still has a copy of it. Oh, yeah? Still wants to produce it, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's shit. Come on. Um, yeah, so I I think that was my first screenplay, and then I wrote another one. Um, called Hot Death, which I'm turning into a graphic novel. Oh, cool. Awesome. Because it's awesome. And, um, yeah, so I, like, I don't know why particularly, like, screenwriting was my thing, but it's just I've been more into film than theater. Right, right. That's just been my jam. Were you, like, with the next act, whenever I, I hear that, I think fringe were you involved in, in the fringe in? not at all no? oh, okay. not at all but it's so interesting because uh edmonton has such a strong theater scene here yeah uh, a lot of the actors um like i did such great networking at that place and the next right. act is of great course, the food's course. awesome everybody's <laughs> awesome um but yeah it was very interesting 
um, how much support I would get through that. And a lot of the people that I met that I was serving beer to um, were in my first feature. Oh, really? So, yeah, <laughs> like a lot of the actors like uh, Randy, who plays Wheeljack, mm -hmm. and uh, Donovan Workin, who plays Roger, who gets killed. He's the cook that gets killed. No yeah, oh, because well, it, it happens in the first like ten <laughs> oh, minutes. <laughs> but how how can people see it? Um, I don't know if it's online anymore. Bite TV was distributing oh, it for right. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what I'm was Bite TV? Sure. Was it just an online thing though? No, uh, it was released as webisodes okay. on Bite TV because they were doing uh, original content. Okay. So this was like the most difficult thing ever because uh, we had a co-writer brought on, Tony Bins from yeah. Calgary, mm -hmm. who's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so we had to write a feature. We had to also write it as 10 minute webisodes right. and 24 minute like television series oh, for wow. Byte TV. That's a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> and it was pretty much the entire script. So it had to kind of be Frankenstein together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's best as a feature. Mm -hmm. um, but the webisodes were really great. And one of the um, episodes, I think it was the second episode, was featured like on the YouTube stream. And we had like 6,000 hit or sorry, 16,000 hits in one day. Nice. There was religious infighting in the comments. <laughs> and I was like, I made it. <laughs> the trolls it. <laughs> are like commenting on my shit. Nice. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, they just had a, a screening around Halloween for um, in Red Deer, I think. Oh, but cool. I don't know. Right. Bootleg it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Meet me in the alley. No, okay. <laughs> but was Bite TV? Is it still around? It is still around. Oh, okay. I right. don't think they are producing the same amount of content. Right, right. But Felt Up um, by Simon yes. Glassman yes. was uh, picked up there That's as cool. well. That's a great series. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we need more of that. I think. Mm -hmm. um, and there's definitely more opportunities for original content to be out there. Right. So uh, after that, uh, it was Sinaku. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then top fifteen, which is incredible. Awesome. Um, and then I know that you're you you made a bunch of friends in that in that world in that community, and that's that's kind of when I just be kind of became aware of you. Yeah. Um, but were you already? Working at Ampi at the time? Uh, no, I wasn't. No, okay. no I actually um, I quit to uh, write the screenplay right after um, we got the top fifteen. Wow, wow, wow! And actually, I think what happened, I had a nervous breakdown. I would say um, <laughs> right before we got the top fifteen, uh -huh. um, where I think I called up everyone on the project and I was like, "I just let us down because <laughs> I had to submit the script, right?" Uh -huh, and it yeah. was just I was doing everything. I was actor, yeah, director, yeah, yeah. producer, mm -hmm. writer. Um, and we had like all of these amazing people working on the project and working just as much as I was, yeah. but then they got a break and they're like, okay, so go write the script. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, so that's, I, that's a, that's a part that I, I, I think many people don't know about is that uh -huh. at a certain point you have to deliver a feature length script, mm -hmm. which you may not have had when you submitted, right? Exactly. Right. Okay. So I had about two weeks to be like, okay, hunker down. <laughs> and I called everyone up and, uh, my uh, my friend Leslie was like, are you okay? Like, are, are you on the edge of your balcony right now? Because you need to calm down. So I was just like, I'm a terrible writer. Like, we're out. I like shat the bed. So, and so then this was when you threw the script and you were not Threw the script and we were gonna find out like okay. who's who's still in the running. And we mm. went from, it went from top 40 to top 15, Whoa. I think. I think that was the jump. That's a big cut. Yeah. 
Um, but that week, um, at the end of the week, we made the top 15. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday when I thought like my skills as a writer were just awful. Oh, no. I got an Ampia nomination for best screenwriter for Truck Stop Bloodsuckers. Like right after? Yeah, wow. like immediately after <laughs> I submitted. I was like, I'm terrible. And then my name was in the paper and my friends are all laughing at me. They're like, clearly you're not that bad. So I'm like, oh, an Ampia nomination. That helps, yeah. So yeah, that's that's I guess that's kind of not the beginning because I had an Ampia nomination in 2000. Um, year 2000. Whoa, for what? Uh, best Actress for this um, CBC docudrama that. I was in. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Basically, if you had like a DUI or you were in a comm class, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm in the video you have to watch. <laughs> Still? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. And so, I yeah, I, I see that in your Twitter uh, bio, but I never, I, I never yeah. think to bring it up. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, and did you did you get the Ampia no. for writing? No. No? Oh, okay. Uh, but the nominations just that's great important. yeah of course I don't actually Absolutely. know who won is that important I don't know <laughs> no <laughs> does anybody remember <laughs> so um, so then Sinaku how did you find out what was that uh, moment uh, that was actually they made us all go to the theater the Cineplex Odeon Theater so uh, they were broadcasting like kind of live right. throughout all the major cities that were participating so it was nerve-wracking oh, no. and so, I think we were one of the last ones uh, that were listed so basically right. you have all your friends and family at the theater mm-hmm. and then and they're like live the live they're just like oh this one is you know wolf uh, cop is one of them and I'm yeah, like yeah. yay wolf cop I love them <laughs> yeah. and then you know another one and you're not in and mm-hmm, another one mm-hmm. and you're not in and you're like I just brought all these people here Ugh. this is gonna be like the worst moment of my yeah. life Brutal. and then we were like called like our our title was up there and i just wow. remember screaming and like <laughs> grabbing Les and travis and being like what the fuck they <laughs> must have made a mistake and, but yeah no it was awesome cool cool awesome so uh so now the script is in what in what, and what what exactly does this i don't even know what to call it is it a grant does it give you well it's like a mentorship okay, okay. It, it's a contest so yeah basically after uh, i would say another year and a half of really working the script and struggling and um not knowing what i wanted it to be about or what i wanted to say and it's very personal to me very close to my heart right um which is probably why it's so difficult to write um, this was kind of my last thing. Um, I, I submitted the trailer to the Creative Minds program and was like, this is a project I'm working on and I really want to go to the Sundance Film right, Festival. Right. Um, didn't think I was going to get that. Right. And then, um, yeah, the from our Dark Side contest, I thought, yeah, like, I, I don't know if they're going to like this. I actually submitted another project I'm working on and I thought, you know, okay, I'll either know right away that my writing sucks <laughs> and my projects are no good, or you know I'll have a sign hmm. and a sign to either move on or move forward. Right. Um, and I got both, like in a three-week period where I was just not expecting to have that. And 250 women across Canada submitted to this. Whoa! Which From was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that's how many women that are looking to get into the industry and produce horror and Mm -hmm, mm sci-fi. That's exciting. And then they only select five across Canada. And so do you think that the Sinecu thing, not just 
not just like improved the script, mm -hmm. but also do you think it raised your profile as a filmmaker where absolutely. maybe somebody noticed you? Yeah. Absolutely, cool. and raised my networking skills, right? right. right? Because, um, you know, we made a, kind of a pact at the beginning because Cineco started off as very competitive and people writing like really nasty comments. Oh, really? And, like other filmmakers? Or? Well, I think other filmmaker <laughs> friends, friends yeah, yeah. probably. Um, maybe other filmmakers. And uh, as a team, we just were like, you know, we're not going to do that. Right. Um, even though it's a big country, it's really a small industry. Totally. And we wanted a lot of integrity to move forward. And so we we latched on to people that we admired and, you know, we had to vote as well. So we gave other people votes. Of course, yeah. and all of that and hmm. and it really it shifted our perspective and then opened our world up to yeah we're in a competition sort of um but there's no reason that these people can't be contacts that we can't be collaborators right, that right. you don't know where it's going to go in the future so hmm. yeah like so, the guys so from wolf cop love them yeah darlings mm -hmm. they're awesome people and they're working on two and three apparently i know <laughs> so exciting. exciting so uh so what's happening with From Our Dark Side? Are you assigned like a mentor? Yeah, so oh, okay. um, they go through different phases. So I'm working with Carrie Gadsby, who is a, st a story editor from Vancouver. Uh, she worked with Oliver Stone Whoa. in L.A. at one point wow. and, uh, and is perfect for my project. Nice. Like she just gets it. And Great. that's awesome to have that relationship yeah, yeah, where yeah. you can really like I mean, yeah, I mean, hash it out, you know? Yeah, having a mentor involved is usually a good idea, but but I have seen it where boy this project is just not clicking for the mentor and, yeah. and and that doesn't mean that the script is bad but it's just not a good you gotta yeah. find the right match yeah. right yeah and that's about really believing in yourself mm -hmm. too right and finding someone that's going to challenge you enough to right. you know be like oh this idea is not so great let's push you a little bit further absolutely yeah, yeah so yeah. that's great um, and then a producer mentor, um, Rupert Harvey, was assigned to me. So he worked on, uh, he actually wrote some of the Critters oh, wow. films, cool. um, produced Nightmare on Elm Street series, I think Whoa. four and five. Holy. And uh, produced Pump Up the Volume, which is my favorite Christian Slater movie ever. <laughs> I love that Actually, movie. Heather's might be my favorite, but <laughs> it's, it's up there. Um, so that was kind of like a what in the hell moment again. Like, how pump did up, I sorry, end up here? Pump up the volume. Holy. I, I, just, I know. I need to watch that again. It's been like. It's so great. Years and years. Sorry. That was like I a know. formative film and I haven't thought of it in so long. Anyway. Gotta, yeah, <laughs> download it or yeah, whatever, yeah. if that's possible. I probably have it on VHS. Not <laughs> 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 to date myself, right, but like, right. yeah. No, that's how I would have seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then part of that. Um, I was invited to the Fantasia Film Festival oh my God, in Montreal. Yeah, yeah which is got to be among the top. It's I mean, it's apparently one of the best horror um, genre right. festivals. But like probably the second biggest film festival in Canada as well. I would yes, yeah. absolutely. And the Frontiers Market is where, you know, Spectre Vision and Raven Banner oh. and like basically anybody who distributes film attends. And, and uh, that's a, the market that's attached to the film festival. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. So, wow. and ah, that was just so amazing. And everybody's, I was so impressed with how um, down to earth these people are. Because you went, like, I I first went to Cannes, right? And that's all like suits and, oh, uh, yeah. you know, Armani everything, <laughs> where you're just <laughs> right. like, I remember sitting to, like, next to this guy on the plane from, like, 
uh, Frankfurt to Nice and yeah. just being like, uh, his everything costs more than my life. <laughs> right, right. Like his socks are probably <laughs> like a condo, right? Oh, God. Just being like intimidated. So, um, but, but for Fantasia, that was so different. That was through from our dark side. Yeah. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah. So okay. um, Lindsay Peters is uh, the executive director of the Frontiers Market, and she okay. was one of the jury mm. members. I actually met her in Cannes, oh, really? like randomly, <laughs> and she's like, "I picked your project." Oh my god, that's crazy. So again, I've had all of these affirmations of mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. gotta bump up the self esteem a little bit. Totally. And we gotta brag it. a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was just. Um, yeah, I think if I didn't have that experience, I would have totally let the project go. Right, right. Yeah. Cool. So, but, so, so can, I didn't realize how tightly it was tied to. Oh, yeah. Is, is the title still the same? Julian's just right? Absolutely, okay. yeah. So, so you sent, you sent Creative Minds, it's called? Yeah, the Creative Minds group, they operate out of Los Angeles. And this is a huge opportunity for so filmmakers. So amazing. That um, I don't think probably gets enough applications, or at least not from our part of the world. Definitely imagine. not. Yeah. And um, there there was uh, a woman from Calgary that participated, Karen Dantes, mm-hmm. who's amazing. Um, and then Mike Carroll from Lloyd Minster. Oh, really? We were the only Albertans there. Wow. So we were How many to get in all together? Um, in my particular program, they only select 30 wow. into the networking. And people were from everywhere, like Israel, South Africa. Three Albertans? Like, yeah. How did that happen? Uh, I don't know. And you can, like, any, it's world, open worldwide. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, kind of awesome. I was, the, I was the only Albertan in the networking program, but mm. then they have internships and then a filmmaker gotcha. program. Right, right, right. So I and think there's about like maybe 150 altogether, okay. approximately. But cool. And this is not market access. I, that's what no, I thought it was. No, that's our, our Canadian one. Okay, so, okay. Um, yeah, market access, I believe, is uh, it's definitely more intimate. It's similar, but they only, I think, select maybe eight to ten. Right. I might be right, but it's only open to Canadians. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't know this is open worldwide, and you were one of thirty. Yeah. High five. I know. Incredible. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I submitted uh, the materials that I had made through Cineku, so I had my pitch trailer. Oh, nice. And even though I'm like, well, this isn't exactly what I want to represent because my script is changing, and it's, I still owned it as this was the concept, and I have this marketing material. Cool. So that's great. And, that's and I, awesome. Like, I, I yeah, I, I imagine you, you've probably had similar experiences where it's like, oh well, yeah, I'd, you know, I'd love to see what what like a poster would look like, and you're like, oh well, I happen to have a poster right here. Exactly. Here yeah. So uh, that stuff is really that important. That is nice. Yeah. So yeah. what made you not do Cineku too? Um, because <laughs> I didn't want to ever do that again. <laughs> you were like, I like um, sleep too much. Yeah, I think um, it it is one of those things that you really only have to do once. Right. Um, I think, yeah. And I think a lot of filmmakers have benefited from it, even if they didn't make it all the way through. Massive, yeah. Right, there have been some script sales. There have been, yeah, just... Well, and it also shows, you know, who you work with and uh, how you work with them and who you trust and building your audience and, um, you know slave laboring your family members (laughs) like all of that and that's it's so interesting though that like so would you recommend it absolutely yeah okay yeah because it's like even if you don't make it there are so many bonuses to having done it obviously absolutely but you can't go into it thinking like I'm just gonna I'm I'm not gonna make it but I might make it because then you you've got to inspire confidence in your team and so I mean I guess there's there's no harm in in 
doing that. But yeah. but don't. But I would say don't go into it thinking like if I lose, all is lost. No, because not at all. Well, and it really focuses on where your strengths are. Right. Um, like we had a great marketing team, great social media presence. Um, I had worked for the Bear Radio Station, so we got Yukon Jack and oh, Jillian wow. Foot to do these promos Whoa, for us. That's cool. Yeah, like really kind of going back throughout your whole history um it really forces you to get your shit together right. and really think every single person i've met in my life has been for a reason right and is a resource yes. or a contact mm -hmm. um and that's a, why you got to be a good person totally yeah yeah because <laughs> you got to use them yeah. at some point yes. right i went to a mckee seminar uh actually at nate years ago and uh as in sir robert <laughs> McKee, the one and only the one and only awesome <laughs> and you know there were there was designated networking time and he he cool. was talking as we were getting set up he was like he was he he's i mean he's hilarious and so angry yeah but, he really <laughs> is yeah. but he was like he was pointing out where the payphones are and he's like but none of you need to know where the payphones are do you because you all have phones on you he was not pleased with that <laughs> change in the world um but <laughs> that's awesome but he said use that networking time get out there and, and meet people because you never know who you're going to need to use. Yeah. And he used that word not in a way that was like, I, you know, I'm going to use and abuse and, and, and never. You know, but like we do have to use each other. And yep. it's a team sport and we can we can return favors and, 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 and there's a lot yeah. of back and forth. But um, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that because that's that's it's what the it is. reality. Totally, and yeah. this entire year and all of my experiences um, have really showed me that networking is like 90% of everything. Right. I really feel that now. And, um, you know, it's not just getting drunk and schmoozy schmoozy. Right. That's, it shouldn't have anything to do with no. that. It's more of when I'm meeting someone for the first time, I ask, what are you about? What are you looking for? And then, can I help you? Right. Right. I don't ask for anything from them. You know, I'm just thinking, okay, how, how do I build a connection? Mm -hmm. Where is our common ground? And if there's not, well, okay, move on. If there is, well, if I'm helping someone and I can show that I'm useful, um, you know, I'm a trustworthy person, I can reliable, all of that, then they're more open to being like, okay, like, what are you about? Right, totally. And well, that's that's just how we work. You gotta but follow like, your gut. Yeah, we, we don't, I mean, our, our, our nature is just to, is not to, I mean that it's it's not human nature to to reach out to be like well, how can I help this this person so that's shocking I think for someone in the first place but then um, to to plan ahead properly yeah and and be like I, because I'm gonna need something from you at some yeah. point it's very smart well and it's so awkward networking is awkward oh, yeah. and it's yeah. exhausting mm -hmm. and like when I came home from Montreal I was like I'm fucking over talking to people <laughs> yeah. for the rest of my life because yeah. you're on right mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's so important to um, to to really find um, the awesome people like uh, the first day of the producers workshop in Cannes uh, Lucius Barr who was like one of the uh, MCs and, and, and speakers of the event was talking about the importance of really showing up as who you are. Mm. And he's like, if you don't let people know who you really are, how are the good people gonna find you? Right. And that just sent chills down wow. me because that like works for me across the board. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, and that is how I try to navigate through life with everything. But it really is like this industry, it's small, but you're not gonna wanna work with everyone. So you gotta right. find the like-minded people. For that sure. you're like, 
because when you're you know editing in the 11th hour or you know the inevitable happens and you know the set catches on fire <laughs> or something terrible you want to know people have your back right for sure. or they're not going to sure. be like why aren't we getting paid more mm -hmm. and eating all your food that your mom yeah. made you know because <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, can't totally. afford real craft services absolutely um yeah you need to it's it's about like community big mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. yeah so uh firstly mm -hmm. what is the proper pronunciation of cans can I, I can is it can yeah it's just i had no idea i'm like do people or they're like calm the calm on, right no can, or cans 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 just can, can. all right Okay, so uh, let's talk about that. So you you got th you got you got there through Creative Minds, Creative Minds Group, yeah. And then, but but they didn't pay for everything. No, they pay for nothing. Oh, okay. So <laughs> this well, is just a spot. <laughs> they're they're like we secure a spot for you. So um, basically, I applied for this program that would have me uh, in the networking program. So I'm kind of a somewhat established filmmaker. I have proven uh, work that I've done mm -hmm. and I wanna participate in the producer's workshop for the first week along with everyone that attends. So right. I think there was like 300 producers from around the world for that first week. Wow. And they curate, you know, people that are gonna talk about financing and marketing and networking and all of this stuff. Nice. And then the second week, Creative Minds sets up private sessions. So I got to talk to, with uh, Christine Vachon, who's from Killer Films. She produced Boys Don't Cry oh, wow. and Carol. Like, nice. oh, she's like the real deal. Um, also, uh, um, what's his name? Colin Geddes from uh, TIFF, the March Madness curator. Oh, uh, yes. That's why I recognize that name. Yeah. yeah uh, he's awesome. And uh, yeah, so we had these private talks. Uh, Chloe Zhao, actually, she just was featured at Sundance, um, a new writer, cool. director. Cool. Awesome. Um, so yeah, just an opportunity. And then you're meeting everybody else, too, like within the right. 30. Right. Uh, you know, I have contacts now in LA and New York and San Francisco and yeah, Toronto yeah. and Vancouver yeah, and yeah, like yeah. everywhere. So. so, but I mean, one thing that, that really, uh, just kind of melted my heart was, was that you kind of reached out to the community a little bit mm -hmm. and yeah, boy, and they, they reached respond. back <laughs> yeah, real yeah, yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I couldn't afford to go. Right. And the budget was about $5,000. Yeah. And that includes, you know, flight. Like if I got there, um, transportation was covered. They were going to pick us up from the airport. Right. But there's kind of a tuition fee. Right. So you're covering um, pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. um, your accreditation and, and your lodging. And I just thought, like, I've never seen that amount of money in my bank account, right. let alone <laughs> yeah, that I just yeah. have extra kicking around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And it was Sundance that I got originally accepted in. Oh. And so I contacted them. Um, and I'm like, I don't have three weeks to come up with five yeah, grand. Yeah. Um, so I'm so sorry. Right. Like, but, and it was heartbreaking. Of but course, I'm like, yeah, I've yeah. got to say no. Oh, man. Like, I know I've been invited. It would be an awesome opportunity, but right. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. How depressing is of that, course, right? Yeah. Like, this could be my big break <laughs> and I can't afford it. Um, but Travis Duncan, uh, who is actually, he's an actor in Spring Break. He oh, has really? like a, he's like, like an extra moment. <laughs> so we were like, 
teasing him being like right. spring break forever <laughs> anyway he's a great guy uh he convinced me he was like well if you're a screenwriter and you have a project in development sundance isn't really the place for you i think you should think about going to can okay. i think i laughed like out loud <laughs> it was just like yeah i right. can't afford to go you know to to utah, utah yeah but oh france yeah that's <laughs> much more doable right. um but he just inspired me nice. you know um he i'm trying to remember how he phrased it but he said you know you can dip your toe into the pool or you can give yourself more time prepare and then go into the deep end mm. and you know if you're gonna go go all in and i thought well you know if it's meant to happen um i'll figure it out i know there's grants for artists right, you know yeah, the yeah. eac and the afa yeah. have travel grants maybe they'll help me out right and yeah, I felt really uncomfortable about of the course. GoFundMe account because it's so. I had already yeah. been like, "Hey, everybody in Sinaku, please like <laughs> yeah, vote yeah, yeah. for us daily." Right. And, um, but, but yeah, but man, people really responded. I raised over. I think the total was uh, five thousand five hundred and seventy-five dollars in nine days. Wow, amazing! Yeah. And I think that goes to show how, I, I, like, when you talk about giving value. Like I remember when we got into when Scott and I got into the National Screen Institute's yeah. program, and we sent that info your way. I I had no idea who would be receiving it, and then you were like just over email. You were so kind and happy and excited for us, and I was like, because oh, that's it's exciting for sure. But but <laughs> what I mean by that is you've given you've given value by sharing, of course, and and you have access to to the Ampia newsletter, of course, and yeah. But but so this is perfect. This was the time for you to to get something in return for all that. So absolutely, that made a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, I think that's what it's about, right? Yeah. It's, um, you know, a, bringing people into the fold and and sharing what we have and knowing that there's no scarcity. There's no need for competition. There's right, no need right. for jealousy or comparison because, you know, y the project you're working on is what only you can bring mm -hmm. to the world, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Totally, yeah. And that's that's what makes any project marketable is what's... Exactly. What's your particular angle on it exactly um and so yeah no i completely agree and and uh, yeah it's uh there's so many there's so many awards and festivals and we can we can all have success Absolutely. in our own way in our own path without being shitty about it yeah <laughs> to other people but uh but yeah I, I, again adam and i were just talking about how competition is okay yes uh, because it it I, I'm I totally get, yeah I more. totally get motivated Absolutely. by seeing other people's success, um, but we can do without the part that's like angry or, or self doubting yeah, about it. Yeah, and you know it's it's tough because it can kind of creep up on people without them even realizing. Yeah, for sure. Um, because we're all no matter what industry we're all trying to make some dream happen. Totally. And to you know prove to someone that we have value and purpose. And I think that's, you know, why we're all on the planet. Right. And so it can be really hard when you're in the phase of development. There's no glamour, you know, like I don't know how many days I spent like not washing my hair or putting on pants because I was like writing in my apartment, <laughs> right, right. trying to like figure out how to get this out of me. Mm. Um, that's not in the exciting part. No one gives you a, you know, a <laughs> right. pat on the back except yep. maybe your mom. Um, <laughs> 
But, you know, when you're in that development place or that place where you're building character or contacts or or you're like I was, like working at a bar and um, not knowing, you know, how your dream's going to happen, you can get discouraged and you can get bitter and you can be like, well, what the fuck? Like, it it can happen. Absolutely, yeah. But then I think you got to have faith that every experience, every person you talk to is moving your momentum forward Mm -hmm. and not give up on that right so what what now uh happens with julian's just right now i gotta finish the goddamn script (laughs) you've got input from the mentors so i i have all of this energy behind this and um and my life has really opened up and now i really know what the project's about um, so it's carving out space. So for the next couple of weeks, that's what I'm going to be working on. Cool. And then I'll be uh, having kind of a mentorship consultation with some visual effects artists. Oh, nice. Um, uh, getting a new poster and a new kind of vibe happening to right. really reflect what the film looks like now. And cool. then I am off to Fantasia again ah, to pitch the project. At the market. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Wow. Terrifying. Cool. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got this. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is scary. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about genre is that you don't need necessarily a name attached, right? Exactly. What Scott and I are finding is that while we're in the sci-fi world, yeah. Um, it's not like a super sci-fi. There's no spaceships or it, there's just one little sci-fi element to the project that yeah. um, helps the story uh, go in the direction we needed to. But so that means that, you know, when people read the script, we hear, yeah, that's great. Great script. Really, really like it. Let us know when you have someone attached. And so hmm, the yeah. real the real mission has become finding as big a name or a series of names that we can attach to it while kind of playing the fact that you know we need Alberta actors as well and we need to make sure that we're getting access to our tax credits and yeah. so so that's become a big a big thing but with but the one exception to kind of needing the names to get to the money mm-hmm. is is kind of horror right yeah so what's the I mean that feels like a completely different world to me and well um, because there's like a built-in audience for horror it's like just there is, is that, maybe that's not fair well no there's a there's a niche market there's mm-hmm. people out there that will consume anything and even if it's terrible they might like it just so they can well, sure. yell at the screen and get <laughs> right. drunk and rant about it right um i don't know if i'm the best person to talk to about that because i that's like a, a conflicting ideology for me um because i don't and maybe i'm biased because i am an actress myself um I am more interested in telling a story that needs to be told than aligning with people who want to sell a product. Okay. Right? I, I think right. I, I hope there's a happy medium. Right. But that's most creatives, right? We don't yeah. we're not interested in business. We're trying to tell a exactly. story. Exactly. Yeah. But what's interesting is like, you know, being at Cannes and seeing that world and some of it was amazing and a lot of it was awful and nothing I want part of Um, but seeing how the industry works I feel like there really are two threads and you know now that I'm learning how to be a producer um, I know what kind of producer I want to be and I don't want the story to suffer just to have some name attached to it when I think what's most interesting I love watching stuff where I 
I don't go in with any bias with the characters or mm-hmm. the actors where I haven't seen them in anything. Right. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm really immersed in the story where, you know, someone that's more recognizable, um, yeah, people might be more interested in, in seeing the film. But then it, it almost is like the actor carries the story instead of the story right, carrying right. forward. I remember I went I went to see The Mothman Prophecies. Yes. And uh, I'm in the theater and we know of course Richard Gere is our is our Yeah. Uh, and and then and then there's a, a trailer for a Richard Gere movie before the the main movie which is like kind of breaks the whole you know idea that we're supposed yeah. to believe that this guy is this guy. Um but it, I mean, that's so, of course, because the marketing people would just be like, oh, these people like Richard Gere movies. Let's make sure we put a Richard Gere trailer in front of that movie. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's a there's a conflict there. for There sure. is. It's really it's the creative versus the marketing world. Yeah, yeah. And it's so interesting because part of my mentorship, I was talking to uh, directors Sharon McGowan and Karen Lamb, who are kind of spearheading the from our dark side. Mm-hmm. And they really encouraged me. They're like. The best thing you can do, especially for your first like self-produced feature, is to make it as weird as you want it to be, mm. and um, and you know don't get too big for it. Like don't cast so big, um, and don't get a huge budget. Like keep it small right. and keep it exactly as you want it to be. Now a distributor would be like, yeah, that's great, but like don't spend any money unless you know it's actually gonna sell, right? right? So you have like this delicate balance. Um, but I, I do believe if the story's really great, people are gonna come out and see it and they're gonna talk about it. Right. And that's what I wanna do. I wanna make something that people are gonna be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Let's go for coffee and talk about right, that, right? right? Yeah. Or like I related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want someone, you know, showing up because they want to see, you know, name an actress's right. boobs, right. like covered in blood. Right. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not delivering that for sure. anybody. Sure. But yeah, and uh, I mean, unfortunately, there is a oh yeah a, a pocket of money there that that would you know that's a formula that works sometimes too. Absolutely, yeah. and you, I think especially as a creative, you gotta be like, well, do I want to get paid? Right. Because sometimes being paid is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Or do I want to be, you know, like happy? Right. I want to be happy and paid. (laughs) That's the goal. (laughs) I'm finding that happy medium. That's the goal. I'm sure. And it's out there. I think it's out there for all of us. We just, I think there's a lot more work in that route. Yeah. And I think if you're going to find like a big name actor, I like going the route of finding someone who. Um, who is older, who mm. uh, mainstream would say has lost their relevance, right. um, but is super talented and really wanting to take on a role that is meaningful. That's that's something that you see horror yeah. movies do fairly frequently, right? Well, and then you can embrace that person. Maybe they come on as a executive producer. Um, finding someone someone that actually believes in the project and has an investment in it mm-hmm. is going to be a whole lot different than hiring some like you know big name richard gear yeah to to show up and- yeah I, I i imagine it's probably not a perfect example but i i'm immediately reminded of uh, cabin in the woods which mm-hmm. at the time of shooting thor hadn't happened yet mm-hmm. so that cast was 
all virtual unknowns. I know. I remember being like, who's that hot guy? <laughs> well, Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon was consulting, of course, throughout the whole cinematic yeah. universe. And and I believe it was because of his appearance in Cabin in the Woods that he was like, oh, this guy might be a good Thor. So, um, and then, of course, at the end, we have Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Who's, who's I, I don't think, lost relevance, but certainly is a, you know, scream queen and made perfect sense to have Absolutely. in that movie. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting model that you could use. Yeah, I like that. Um, and you see, are you watching the show Scream Queens? I am not. No? I am like writing like right, full right. time, so I'm not really Fair allowed enough. to watch television. <laughs> Fair enough. It is super weird. I, I mean, I I don't know if you would like it or not, but it's like, it is so, it is so weird. And and it's on Fox. It's like, That's strange. it's very brave. But uh, who's in it is um, uh, Julie Roberts' daughter, not daughter, niece. Oh. What's her name? Oh, I don't know. But it's uh, no. This uh, I'm, I'm talking about a, isn't it famous scream queen, uh, M- C- Carrie Fisher? I no, know, I haven't seen it. Isn't she Leia? I'm sounding dumb now. But <laughs> but uh, the woman from like uh, the Michael Myers movies, the like she's oh, a famous uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, yes. Yeah. She's like the dean See, of I, the school. I should have seen this, so we could have been <laughs> yeah, like yeah, really yeah. like go back and forth for sure. But it's uh, it is. So it, yeah, it's just so weird. I'm so shocked it's on Fox. And same with like um, Last Man on Earth. They're doing some some weird stuff, which is great. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So, it's interesting that television is really hopping on the right. horror genre. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so, anything else going on other than the script right now? Or are you just kind of? That's pretty much it. Oh, I mean, cool. I always have um, projects on the go. I usually procrastinate from this project by working on other things. Mm. So I have like a book, uh, two books in development right now, actually. Whoa. So, yeah. That's awesome. What are they about? Uh, one's kind of like a really dark fairy tale. And uh, like, I I would say like, it's like the little prince, except really depressing about a girl who killed herself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, like the little prince, <laughs> right? Um, all right. Which is also really dark. And they're novels spots. or are they like? One's a novel and okay. then I'm working on a memoir. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, obviously lots to pay attention to uh, in your world. Where, where can people find more about you? Um, I'm on Twitter at ScreamQueenB. And you can get my blog through there. I'm actually just started uh, something called the Bitch Please series on mm. my blog. So I am focusing on women in the film industry that I've ran into this year from all over, all different ages, all walks cool. of life. Wow. Um, and they are guest blogging and talking nice. about whatever they want. Cool. So That's awesome. I have like young producers who, you know, attended TIFF for the first time and um, makeup artists and directors awesome. and wow. I might be securing someone who works in the porn industry <laughs> wow. so I think it'll be quite right. interesting huh. so yeah it sounds a bit like the podcast so maybe we'll have to there get some go. of those folks on but um, yeah cool well thank you so much for being here and being so open um, yeah, thanks for having me of course yeah looking forward to more yay Lindsay McNeil just the best totally she's fantastic yeah she's great so uh it's our last podcast of the year yeah that's right um and we're not gonna lie we're banking this we are banking we're recording this a little bit early so if there is some big news you know check out the facebook page or whatever we'll post it up there but sorry if we missed it if it's important but uh we are going to take this opportunity to talk about um 
some of the things that occurred to us over the years, some important information we learned, um, and uh, do a, a bit of a impromptu year in review, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I know that you know your trip was a was a big part of your psychological advancement when it comes to the film industry. And yeah, it was actually. This is interesting, um, and and it kind of has has brought the whole concept of, of passion up to me, um, because obviously uh, to work in this industry you have to have a passion for it, um, and uh, and everybody does, and, and and it's tough if you don't work full time in the industry, um, which uh, well, you and I both did for many years. Um, it's tough to kind of fuel that passion when you're only doing it evenings and weekends and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's mm-hmm. tough to, to balance work and life when you have that going. And I think it turns people off. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. No, certainly not. And uh, if you are working full time, it's, it becomes what you have to do to make a living. And uh, you know, obviously money becomes an important consideration. And um, so passion becomes more about sustaining it um, when you're kind of doing what you love all the time. Eventually it starts to become about business and uh, yeah. how do you keep that passion going? And um, so when I, when I went traveling, I was gone for about seven weeks. And uh, the first two weeks I was, I was like, okay, feeling refreshed, feeling energized, ready to go back. And then the, the second uh, set of weeks was, was just a total identity crisis. And it was about, you know, is this what I want to be doing? And, and am I happy as, as a filmmaker? And, and um, am I happy with how my career is going and, and how the business is going? And um, it was tough. It was a tough two weeks. And I think just spending that time away from it was so important. And then the last two weeks were, were about sort of rediscovering that passion and realizing that, yes, I am happy. And this is exactly what I want to be doing. Um, and it's just, it's been so much easier being back um, after that and just, just having that time to center myself. So, um yeah, the, that was an important part of my year this year was kind of rediscovering my passion for this. And uh, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like clarity, right? Yeah, I mean, it kind of was. Yeah, not a crisis of faith, but a no like more a, about. Yeah, I mean, I think we we spend so much time only thinking about the direction that we're going and how to, how to best get there that we sometimes forget about why we're here in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if we're if we're getting into the recommendations section for this podcast, my recommendation would be try to find some time um, to step away if you can um, to really take some time away and uh, and think about it. And uh, and you'll find, I think, that the answer is something that you're happy with. It's a good point. Yeah, kind of uh, it's maybe the only time most of us get every year to to center ourselves a little bit and and reflect and. Uh, it's weird that it, it works out at the end of the year as a year yeah, review thing, but um, but it is. I mean, that's where New Year's resolutions come from. It's a good place to to reflect and then make new goals and 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 new directions forward. Um, at that point, um, so what's your recommendation? My recommendation is not nearly as uh, profound, uh, heady, yeah. 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 But uh, I just wanted to share like the best. I think the best piece of content, and we can't talk about Star Wars because you haven't seen it yet. Um, I will by the time this is out. <laughs> yeah, by the time it's out, you will have. But right now, uh, I'm going to suggest people don't forget about, because um, I don't think it got much attention at the Golden Globes, um, or maybe it did, but it, it's called The Jinx. It's an HBO documentary miniseries called The Jinx. Um, I I just love like true crime stories uh, more and more as I get older. And uh uh, this is an exceptional one with a crazy story that you know is, is a real life thing. So, um, highly, highly recommend checking out uh, the Jinx 
from HBO, um, and it is available on HBO now if you have it, um, though I don't think you can if you're Canadian, but maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll have that deal soon now that Bell has, I think, exclusive rights to the HBO content. Um, so hopefully we see some changes there. But yeah, you can find it um, on HBO uh, if you have that. I, I think you can through Movie Central or whatever. Anyway, that's a lot of talk about how to see that. But it's great. So it's worth it's worth your time. Um, and it's definitely a binge watch thing for the holiday season uh, if you're looking for something to watch. So uh, that's it for 2015 for the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast, I yeah. guess. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We had a great year. And uh, yeah. we look forward to a ton more episodes in, in 2016. Yes, for sure. Um, so we wish everyone a, a very happy new year and we'll see you in 2016 yeah we'll be back in 2016 and again thanks again to uh studio post and ampia for that recording space and we're on twitter instagram facebook soundcloud ab filmcast and you can email us at hello at abfilmcast.ca please don't hesitate to uh to send us your event or news um we will definitely share it and um we'd love to have uh, more guests on in 2016. Uh, looking forward to that. So I'm just rambling now, but I, I don't want to let it go. It's the end of the let year. Let it go, man. <laughs> People have parties to go to. Yeah, there's things to do. Christmas things. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And go, go make, make something. something.